0: information you can trust stories you can relate to and tips and tactics you can apply on your next adventure hunting fishing camping and everything in between this is the battle mountain podcast everyone thank you for tuning into the battle mountain podcast uh really excited to have jordan susowitz on the other end of this we're gonna have some fun we're gonna talk cameras we're gonna talk about getting into filming uh maybe doing you know a little bit of self-filming or maybe you know maybe that's maybe that's your goal you know who knows so uh yeah i'm just really excited to have jordan on the other end line so jordan thanks for joining me this evening
1: thank you brother man
0: so why don't we just kind of start off? Uh, why don't you give a little bit of your background, uh, what it is that you do, and uh, you know that way people can kind of get to know you a little bit.
1: Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, so uh, I'm a full time uh, freelance videographer and photographer in the outdoor industry, and uh, and when I'm not, you know, running a camera or anything like that, I also do marketing for a company here in Northern Michigan and doing the marketing. You know, I'm still running a camera. I'm out filming fly fishing trips or you know people out turkey hunting or anything anything like that because i can use all that content because um, it's all original and help promote the store um you know just like a lot of uh, people that may be listening got into hunting at a super early age and my dad and brother you know i i remember as a little kid we'd always wake up in the morning he'd cook breakfast and we'd sit down and watch real tree monster bucks and you know, it's just always a, a, a favorite tradition of mine. And of course, you know, come hunting season we'd always go hunting, but I always refer back to watching Real Tree Monster Bucks and just the pure amazement of seeing giant deer, but for me it was like, Man, how are they getting away with two guys in the tree and able to shoot big deer and and so I I really enjoyed <laughs> the art of filming a hunt and it, it just really blew me away. So, you know, over time fell in love with it you know my buddy and i as we were growing up uh you know in high school we started filming our hunts we would t- you know basically I would sneak my parents camera out and say you know and we'd go <laughs> film our hunts and then we'd show the dvd <laughs> so, <laughs> um so that's how, kind of how i got into it and then from there like you know as i got older my my banker always told me he's like man he's like like find something that you absolutely love and that you'd be willing to do for free and figure out how to make money at it. And then you'll be successful. And man, I wake up wake up every day now and super thankful for the life I live because I found something I love and, and then figured out how to make money at it. So it's, uh, yeah, living a good life right now, my friend.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think that's really funny how you mentioned, you know, taking the camera without your parents knowing and going out and filming. And I remember one time, and it wasn't a camera, but it was my dad's really high-end spotting scope, and I was actually <laughs> – yeah, I was spotting – I was uh, stalking an elk, and I took yep. the backpack off, and I – after I, I blew the stock, and I turned around to go find the backpack, and it got dark, and I couldn't find it. And oh, no. I just remember – getting into the truck thinking my dad is just, he's just going to kill me, you know? And on top of it that night it rained and I was just like, Oh my God, it's in my backpack out there in the desert and it's raining. And I was just like, my dad is going to kill me. Yeah, I found it and nothing was wrong with it, but that kind of reminded me of, of your story. And man I, I would say 100% that your banker was was not far off um, yeah you know in in doing something that you would do for free uh you, you, like you say you just have to figure out how to make it valuable to other people and once once you do that uh you know obviously people are willing to pay
1: for that you know it, it really is i mean it's and i think more people if they really found something that they were passionate about, or, you know, even if it, it was a guy that, you know, loved carving wood and making furniture or something like that, Um, but never wanted to take that leap. And then it's part of it too, is taking that initial leap and, and trusting that you're going to, you know, potentially make a living at it. Um, But if you really enjoy it, man, it's really the yeah, There's days that it's it still work, but you know, like last night I worked till 1130 and I started work at seven 30 in the morning, you know, but, I love doing it, and, and so I got no issues working late or working hard or, you know, it's, to me, it's not a job, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, That that is, you know, 100%. And it's just, like you say, it's still work, but it, it's just it, – it feels different than when you go to something that you hate every day, you know, that you just don't want to do. It just feels completely different. Yeah. And I think you really touched on a great subject. You just – I, I think the hardest part is is finding is not really finding something that you love. I mean, everybody can think of something that they love to do, but the I think the hardest part is probably believing that you're able to make income doing that.
1: Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yep. So,
0: well. Cool. So it's a, yeah, it's a risk. It is. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's it's a big risk, and especially you know when you have family and stuff like that to support. It's like man, I. Well, I got two options. I can either try this and give it everything I got and make it work, or I can just keep doing what I don't like. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, so yep. so with that, kind of kind of walk us through how you went from you know sneaking your mom and dad's camera out to. <laughs> to, you know, to, uh, man, I I can actually make money at this. Let's go purchase my first camera.
1: Yeah. So, you know, my buddy and I, we still carried that passion. And once we got past, you know, you know, sneaking my camera, my parents' (laughs) camera out, uh, and we got older, you know, and I had gotten married, my buddy had gotten married and we're like, man, we still want to do this. We want to upgrade camera equipment. How are we going to make money on the side? where we can go out and, and spend thousands of dollars without our wives getting upset with us. So <laughs> we, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so we started, yeah. a, <laughs> cause it's super tough sometimes to convince them. Um, you but bought we had started what? A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we had started a DJ in business and uh, you know, locally we, we both love music. And so, and you know, we, we like, we were not scared of talking on the microphone or anything like that. So, you know, the first year we did quite a few weddings and, you know, we did some high school dances and things like that. So we were able to purchase uh, a couple Canon G thirties were the first actual camcorders um, that we had bought. We bought two of them. And then, so then that following year we got into filming weddings and, and we were still filming our hunts, but that was just kind of the the starting point from where it all um, happened. and, where we got those cameras was from a company that Tom Petrie worked for. And that's kind of when we were doing the search to, you know, find a camera company that was, had some sort of relation to the outdoor industry uh, this company had come up and, you know, we kind of started following Tom and we're like, man, he's putting on, you know, uh, filming schools. It'd be sweet to go to, you know, and learn from them. And, but you know, life, life happens. And, and, you know, it, it was expensive to go to it and just, couldn't afford it at the time but in 2017 i took that uh, initiative and um went to the adobe editing class In uh because tom and tom petrie and nick ventura had started film the hunt uh, the, the year prior and i was actually at that time editing a tv show for a, a tv station here in michigan called predator hunter outdoors tv and i thought i was fluent in Adobe Premiere, because I was like, man, I'm editing a TV show and producing it. I should be decent at it. Right. Well, man, I sure got an eye opener when I went to that uh, Adobe Premiere editing course because I had learned a, a ton of shortcuts. I, you know, just sped up my workflow and really how to, you know, use the program efficiently. And then while I was down there, they had an advanced uh, editing uh, course for Adobe, so I took that that same weekend and just man from there I just blossomed and and Nick approached me he's like man you should come take our field production course and I was like man that's that's a lot to swing in 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 one year (laughs) yeah it was because it's you know it's expensive dude hell yeah it
0: is
1: (laughs) so there's there's nothing there's nothing cheap in producing any kind of content
0: (laughs) I know those bastards
1: yeah, but so not Nick somehow, and Tom. You know, I guess I should
0: clear that up. I'm not. I, I should clear that up. I'm not referring to Nick and Tom as bastards. Um, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm clearing it up more for more for the for everybody listening. I I, <laughs> I am not referring to Nick and Tom with become one as bastards. I am referring to you know like, um, the needing to put money into make good quality images and videos. Yes. You can shoot stuff on your cell phone. Yes. But if you want to take your stuff to the next level, you have to spend the money. So that's what I'm referring to. Anyway, sorry, man. I just figured I was like, you know what? I probably better clear that up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No worries, man. Um, so yeah, wife totally signed my permission slip that, uh, that's after I took the editing class and, and said, absolutely rock and roll it and take the field production course. And while I was there, Nick, I think it was day two, we got done shooting our bows after class, and Nick's like, hey, man, you want to like come to Montana and film uh, us on, like, an intern base? And I was like, what? You want me, like me, like little northern Michigan guy, uh, come film you? You guys are on the Sportsman Channel. And he's like, he's like yeah, Jason Matsinger will be in camp, too. I'm thinking, because uh, I look up to Jason. Jason's one of the best storytellers there there is In and outside of the outdoor industry, Jason's just got a great, great storytelling ability. But anyways, so like the cheerleader came out of me and I was just like, (laughs) no way. Like like, I have
0: made it.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like mom. Yes. I haven't made no money yet, but I've made it. (laughs) But, uh, so, you know, for, totally went on that trip and man and that's when I knew after I come back from that trip that that is exactly what I wanted to do for a living and it was like still a couple more years um because I had another job opportunity uh to be a part business owner in another adventure and my heart just wasn't fully in it because I really knew what I wanted to do and 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 I'm so back in the first part of, uh, 2019, I, you know, my wife and I were just like, you know, we, we sent you to those film hunt schools, your relationship with Tom and Nick are awesome or is awesome. Um, you know, why don't you give those guys a call and see if, you know, you guys can't work anything out and sure enough, you know, here we are and I've worked for those guys or, you know, contracted with those guys now for a year and a half. So it's been, been super awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's true blessing to be able to produce outdoor, outdoor television for those guys and and other great companies in the outdoor industry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, (laughs) I I could, I could imagine, you know, just, just looking back on kind of my journey as well. And just kind of comparing, you know, I could 100% imagine just like, so you want me to do what Mm -hmm. you want? Mm -hmm. You guys want me to, go with you or like for real, you know? So I, cause I, I was there too. Right. I mean, I would assume that, yeah. that every, every person that had the idea of doing it for real, um, the first couple times you're like, now, wait a minute. I just want to make sure I am gathering all the stuff that you're putting down. You want me to go with you on an elk hunt, which I've always dreamed of going on an elk hunt, and right. and just follow you around and press record. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so I I could one hundred percent put myself in your shoes and just uh just know kind of what that feels like because I was the same way. You know, I, I I did my first filming job for free, and then I went the following year. I went I did one filming job and actually got paid, and then yeah. the following year That's after awesome. that. I did nine or something hunts and mm-hmm. and it was just it it's still to this day I'm, I think to myself you want me to go film you like I'm completely cool with going and hunting <laughs> and filming but it, it yeah. like you say you just pinch yourself you know what I mean you just yeah you just do and I I I applaud you for Having the balls to step out there and do it and chase your dreams and then put your money where your mouth is and step up and and do a good job man like that's that's awesome because if you weren't doing a good job people wouldn't be wanting you to come back people wouldn't be you know Nick Nick and Tom wouldn't have you know if they didn't if they didn't see something in you and think you could do it they probably would' have never invited you in the first place you know so like kudos okay. to you dude.
1: Uh, thank you, brother. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I yeah, thank you. It's 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 sweet to do to do this, and uh, if you know if if there is anyone that is listening, that's like, man, it'd, it'd be sweet to do what he you know he's doing. Um, hit me up on you know any kind of social media platform. Yeah, give um, him, and at I, the end of
0: the podcast, I'll I'll give all that out. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yep. Um, but yeah, man, it's 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 awesome.
0: Yeah. 100% so w- when you went to go on that first hunt what what did your what did your kind of gear setup look like or did you did you uh did you use maybe some of their gear or did you rent some gear to go on that hunt
1: yeah so on on that one so because Tom and Nick own a production company um you know they, and they have a relationship with Bedford Cameron video and so that know basically opens the door for them to have access to you know uh camera equipment and they actually had uh some sony a7s2s um that they had on hand so that's what i ran that first year and i actually had owned one as well so the, the sony a7s2 and then for a mic we were running the sony k2ms uh and sony wireless um with a shotgun mic and basically you know we were just running and gunning with that setup and it was nice because the A7S S2 is light. Uh, the only downfall was, is, you know, everyone knows that the A7S is battery life. Isn't the greatest. So hmm. you had to pack a lot of batteries with you, but, um, it was just an incredible experience because i you know, a I I had never heard an elk bugle until I got out there. Um, uh, and that's, did that change your life? Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. There, <laughs> I will, I will, I will never forget where I was standing when I heard the first one, and it's a, it's a real moment. And even when you hear them day in and day out, you, I still pinch myself like this is, this is crazy. Like there's a lot of people that want to go elk hunting, and here I am standing, getting paid to go elk hunting. You know, essentially. Right. You know, even, I may not be the guy that's pulling, pulling the bow back and and releasing the arrow, but man, I am right there in that same moment that they are and i get to capture it for that person so for me it's rewarding because you know for tom and nick they'll you know especially tom and you know nick they'll they'll um be able to show their you know their kids you know when they're older or even now like tom's got a a young daughter briella and, and you know to 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 know you can share those memories with your family and friends um, even on national TV where you can uh, touch other people's lives is, is truly awesome. And to, and to know that you, you captured it is, it's humbling. It's, it's, it's a, it's a very, very cool thing.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, it's just, and, and it's at the same point while, while you are in the, in that, you know, that exact same moment with them um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you could probably equate it to being a guide, right? While, while you're mm-hmm. there, you know, you're helping that person, you're doing everything with them except for pulling the trigger. And, and mm-hmm. people have, you know, people go, well, man, you filmed like a couple of hunts this year and you're, you're still going to go on these hunts for yourself too. Uh, on you know, cause I, I usually hunt a couple, I don't know, six or seven hunts uh, on my own or with my wife or whatever. But, yeah. and I always tell them, well, Yes, I was there. I was right next to him. I was filming, but until you're actually there and you experience all that without pulling the trigger, no matter no matter what anyone will say, you're you're just missing that that one little piece that ties it all together. And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I always that's what I tell people. I'm like, look you know i practice i practice with my bow and everything like that and watching my arrow get released going through the air and hitting where i was aiming that's a satisfaction that is not filled by just running the camera and Unless somebody has experienced that, that's really hard. To, it's really hard to explain to people. Um, yeah. Now we're definitely yep. we're definitely on the next best thing. That's for sure. You know, yep. I mean, yep.
1: <laughs> dang yeah, <they're-> close. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: And you're making yeah. money. I mean, so it pretty close to balances out. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do agree with you. There is there is that that satisfaction as well too is releasing the arrow arrow and and watching it hit your mark. And, and, um, so it's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of pros that go along with this whole adventure.
0: Absolutely. So, so with that, um, how after you went on that first hunt and you, you got to use that gear, um, did you, did you go, okay, this is what I would like to shoot with. I'm going to go out and I'm, this is, you know, this is what I'm going to buy. Or did you, did you rent for a little while? Like what, what? Cause I mean, obviously, as you know, when you, when you start looking at buying, say, let's just say something small, like two good lenses and a good camera body, yep. you're probably looking at, depending, like, Sony, because Sony Glass, the G Master Glass is freaking expensive, man, it's nuts, but, yeah. you know, but, so you're probably looking at, I don't know, what would you say, seven to eight thousand bucks? Yep,
1: you're, you're right maybe, there, man. Maybe
0: cause... nine? Um, so, yeah. so, did you, did you, like, go get a small business loan? Did you rent for a while? Did you just say, hey, this is what we're doing, and you, maybe you had that, and, and you just went and bought it? I, I don't know, but I, I know that a lot of people getting started out, they're like, I have to have all that gear, which you don't. You can rent basically all of it, honestly. But I think right. that's a thought that goes through their heads. So, what, you know, did that thought go through your head and, and how did you mitigate that thought?
1: So, because I was at that time producing uh, a TV show in Michigan, Predator Hunter Outdoors TV, I had some income from that. And then also, um, when I was on that business adventure um, back in 2018, I did some marketing uh, for another company on the side and, and signed a deal with them. So, I had some side money come in. So, I was able to uh, afford, you know, a Sony a7S II. And then I also, um, you know, I definitely was like, man, if I'm going to do this, I need to buy the best in course, it. So, I bought... <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's still my favorite lens today is the Sony G Master 24 70. So I love that yeah, that, yeah, lens. And and it's, yeah, I mean, I I'm went in too, and man. I was I like, I gotta yeah.
0: buy the best, like, I so I, get yeah, it. <laughs> I, that's why I laughed. It's like, <laughs> son of a bitch, it's just like you just must run it, like, because uh, I feel the exact same way. I'm like, you yeah, know, I'm gonna spend, hey, this lens is 2,000 <laughs> and this lens is 800, but I bet you that one's 1200 dollars better. I better get. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I would
1: say though uh, S- Sigma <laughs> glass, just a side note, Sigma glass has come a long ways in the last two to three years, in my opinion. Right. And it's like, y- you really would have you know, a hard time telling for, for the average Joe, they're never going to be able to know the difference between a, a Sony or, or a, yeah, a Sony picture or a Sigma picture. Um, they, they, and especially, I mean, it, I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff out there, but like you said, I'm one of those guys that, like, man, if I'm gonna do this, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going in all the way deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so, man.
1: So yeah, that's that's kind of how I got. You know, I was fortunate enough I had some some side money come in, and um, so I didn't have to take out a small business loan. Now I'm I'm at that point where, you know, with running bigger files and 4k and things like that you know where i'm contemplating you know because i have to get a new computer here soon because you know there's 6k now you know there's it's just a lot bigger files i'm dealing with in my and right now my computer is a macbook pro and it's about six years old and it just ain't loving these bigger files right so it's slower and and so i gotta invest into a, a new computer and building one of those, the price tag on that is not cheap. So I got to figure that out.
0: Are are you, that that's kind of an interesting topic. Are you looking at maybe just buying, um, and I don't know Apple products, everybody listening, uh, you know, forgive me cause I, I don't, I, I use windows, but are you looking at maybe getting one of the top of the line apples or are you looking at, at like building your own PC? What's, what's kind of your thoughts?
1: So I'm, um, I'm an Apple guy. Uh, it's going to take, uh, I don't know if I'd ever leave an Apple, but I, I say that I didn't think I'd ever leave Sony and now I'm going to Canon. <gasps> um, yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. Left. Uh, yeah. Um,
0: We're going to touch on but, that here in a second.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Apple's got uh, um, uh, an iMac that's going to it has super, it's, you know, you got to soup it up and stuff like that. And they say it should be able to handle, uh, like they, they're saying like 8k, uh, no problem without even rendering. So, um, there's some bells and whistles you got to put into it, but you know, it should be able it should be a computer that I should be able to post produce on for, you know, anywhere from I'm hoping four to six years. So.
0: Right. And and, I mean, you know, then the thing that on, on that topic, the thing that I struggle with the most is like, you know, TV shows aren't even producing in 4K yet. So, the right. thought that somebody is like, I need all this shot in 8K. Well, well yes, <laughs> yeah. you can see more detail and you can punch in. You can do all this, this great stuff. But it's like, at the end of the day, the person that's watching is watching on a shitty LG that's in 1080p and their kid has probably spit on. So, it's... Yeah, it, Like you can't, you can't see it anyways. Um, right? So I just like, well, I'm like, man, maybe we should, can we just take a, a brief moment and try to talk some sense into you? Um, and then if you really still wanted an 8K, <laughs> let's do that. But <laughs> maybe we could try.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, now with uh, the outdoor media group and become one um, this year, we're going to be running two reds um, and Canon. So it's, it's their red, red files are giant, um, giant files. So, you know, if I'm going to be helping out with post-production with become one or anything right, like that, right. it's, I got, I'm going to need a computer that's going to not lock up on me and puke all over. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I think with, you know, with something that obviously is not built for it for that, which is the majority of computers out there, uh, you would have yeah. to make proxies and do all that kind of stuff, and and you know. at the end of the day, that just takes more time. So if you're able to get a get a computer that's, uh, you know, that, like anything, time is money, but especially when you're a freelancer, you know, because yeah. you're getting paid by the job. So the so if your computer is fast enough and you don't have to render, you don't have to do proxies and you can actually watch the playback in real time, um, you're going to save a boatload of money and time. As you know, I mean, you do all that, but I'm, I'm more explaining this, not not to you, obviously, Jordan, because you know that, but I'm explaining that to, to maybe somebody that's new that is looking, well, I want to get a new computer. Well, um, as expensive as it may seem, look into something that can... Edit a, probably a step above what you think you're going to be editing, because if you're good and yeah. you get better before you know it, you'll be at that step above, and then you'll be like, "Son of a, I w- I should have bought the
1: more expensive one." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this the the computer I have now. It's lasted me six years, um, and it's served it's served me well. I mean, you know, it's just I've gotten to the point now where it's time. It's I've wore this thing out, and uh, you know, and I hope I, like I said, I, I, I'm looking to get another four to six years out of this next one. So if, if that's the case, that's that's gonna be awesome, you know. Because who knows? We'll probably be shooting in twenty k in twenty, you know, in six years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope not. You know, neither like, do I. <laughs> like, let's just let's let's focus on making other things better first.
1: <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh well, sweet yeah. man. Well, I think uh, while while we're kind of on this topic, I do want to discuss a little bit about switching to Canon and all that kind of stuff, um, and because you know what, you know, obviously it's not just hey, I'm going to shoot Canon now, and everything that I own is going to work with that Canon. It's it's a pretty big decision, it's you know. Important. You're getting lenses, and and I don't I don't know if the, the what is it, KL2M or K2M? Yeah. I don't, I don't, does yeah. that work with the Canons? I don't know if that would even work with them. So,
1: it does not. So um, it sounds like a big yeah. decision. So
0: what what has you switching to Canon, and what kind of stuff are you going to have to get up front, and what kind of stuff are you going to rent, if anything?
1: Yeah. So obviously, you know, for any of the listeners, um, you know, it's... It, Sony has been the top dog for a long time now in the video you know, um, world, I guess you could say, especially in the outdoor industry. Canon built an amazing line with the Alpha Series and, and producing low-light capability. And Canon was always the underdog. And when Sony came in with the a7S II, that's the camera I was running for a couple of years, and then Sony came out with the a7 III and was just, you know, they're just workhorses but we had always been waiting for uh the A7S3 and in my opinion you know everyone always said that like 2 3 years ago the A7S3 was supposed to come out well it never did and it finally came out you know a week or so after the Canon uh, R5 and R6 came out and it's like of course you know um and in my opinion uh spec wise and a few of the main features that Canon came out with Blew Sony out of the water, and I know there's people that will out there that will argue my opinion. That's fine, and, and Sony is still a great camera. I just really wish that the camera that Sony just came out with the A7S 3 would have came out two or three years ago. Because if they would have came out with that camera two or three years ago, it would it would they still would be the top dog today because they would have been innovated you know today. But Canon, the image stabilization uh, in the new Canon r5 and r6 is amazing it's just so good it's crazy crazy good and how well it, uh, it stabilizes your image and so you know for anyone that's out there running a the gimbal we run a gimbal uh if you don't have to carry that around and you can free him more often and get a stable image but still have that little bit of natural shake it's it's really for me a game changer because when you're out there hiking around you don't and you can lose five pounds off your pack I'm going to lose the five pounds off my pack in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. And then the other thing was aut- autofocus. Um, and then also I needed a hybrid camera. And when I say hybrid, I needed a camera that was good or great at taking video and great at ha- at taking photos. Uh, the A7S um is not – it takes good photos, right? but it's only – I think it's 12 megapixels. Yeah,
0: I think um, you're right, Yep. Yeah
1: and so for me for a guy that turns in uh, a ton of photos to companies like badlands vortex um you know through become one and the deliverables that become one has we need to deliver high-res photos because you know if anyone was at the ata show last year and saw the badlands booth i mean i probably i mean there was a lot of photos in that booth that they had blown up that i had took when we were out west so you know having that capability with high megapixels is a must so um and we and we tested the a seven three, neck or side by side with the canon r6 and low light capability with running canon c log it was comparable if not better than the a seven three in low light so gotcha um yeah, it was just one of those things. I really think Canon's gonna fix some some problems that they they do have with the R5, and that one of them is the overheating issue. Right. Um, but I do I, I do feel like uh, they're gonna. I, I, I really I think Canon come out and wanted to be like you know what, boom, we just put AK in a mir- in a mirrorless camera. I think they just kind of wanted to do that. I know that it's, there's more to that, but uh, they were the first ones to say we got AK into it. Would, um but i do think that they will come out with a a much better camera here in the next year or two that's going to have 8k um and 4k 120 and just really i think it's they're going to be the the top dog for a little while um until sony can can kind of jump back up there um but i know i mean and sony's still great their low light features are phenomenal but when you're out hunting you can only use so much low light because your hunter can only hunt until legal right. shooting lights. So <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> come on, shoot. I can I've been still in situations. see situations.
1: <laughs> exactly. I, I filmed the guy late winter and I'm, you know, we got deer in front of us and, and I'm like, dude, are you going to shoot? He's like, it's dark. And I, and I looked down, you know, I'm looking at more closer to my viewfinder. I was like, well, I guess it is. I can see a silhouette of the deer from the moonlight. So it's uh, yeah, it's pretty dark, but like, Oh, you know, peaking was still, was still working, you know, like the camera was still able to suck in enough, enough light for the A7S. It was just crazy. So, you know, and, and for what we do, you only need so much low light capability and the the Canon, the Canon line is, is, is going to do great. So that's kind of why we're making the full switch. And we really like the, uh, the 10 bit 422 color or Canon color. So I think that's really going to be, yeah, we're really excited about that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I mean, that make that makes sense. You know, you're like you say, um, cause I, I've been, I've been looking at, at all kinds of Sony videos and, and I, you know, I will say that I think, I think they're, a S three. I think the, the, the focus tracking, the autofocus is supposed to be very, very good. Um, much mm-hmm. more comparable to a type Canon, especially stepping up from like say the A seven three. Yeah, but you know they have they go up to four uh, K, one twenty, which is, uh, I mean, that that's that's I mean really you think about um, using like the A 7s S two or like uh, me like the A seven three. You got 4K 24 and 4K 30, so the thought of 4K 120, you're like, holy crap! <laughs> like, that's that's yeah. that's a big difference, uh, which it is. Uh, and you know, it is. You know, and they they actually have the the 422 10 bit as well, um, but like you mentioned, it's I, like, I 12.1 megapixel sensor or something like that, and I don't know what the R5 is, um, 45 or something. Uh, megapixels.
1: Yeah, I think it's 45, and the R6 is 20 20 or 24. Um, And and then another thing, just real quick on the Canon, uh, shutter speed uh, for photo. uh, Mechanical shutter on the R5 is, I think it's, yeah, 12 frames per second mechanical, and, and silent shutter, it's 20 frames per second. Like, it blows Sony out of the water. Like, like I was thinking like, and the shutter, just even the mechanical shutter on the Canon, it's so quiet. Like Nick even said, he's like, man, he's like, I got no problem with this shutter sound of you taking pictures in the tree now. Cause it's so quiet. You know, usually before we'd have to jump out of our picture profile and shoot in silent mode. But now he's like, yeah, he's like, you could shoot in, in regular, uh, um, uh, you know, manual shutter and, and still be able to take pictures without spooking anything. But I was thinking like, man, silent shutter at 20 frames per second. That's crazy fast.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that is, that is definitely, definitely moving. So, uh, you know, let's, let's kind of take a step back and let's cover real quick, say maybe the new person, the person is like, you know what? I've always wanted to film my hunts. Um, Maybe. I will we'll step it up and try and make income at this, but maybe I won't. Where do I start? Cause I don't, my wife would kill me if I went out and I spent 12 grand on a camera body and two lenses. So where would I start?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, man, yeah, you don't have to jump out of the gate and spend 12 grand. Uh, you can go out and spend three grand and, and go out and film for a TV show um, and still be able still be able to produce quality content. I will say um, because TV is still only being uh, streamed at 1080p. Uh, you know, in, in most cameras today do uh, record in 4K, but I'm going to say audio is pr- really really important. Uh, if you're going to spend any kind of money, make sure you get good, uh, audio wireless mics or a good shotgun mic. Um, if you can get both of those things, get them because you're, you're going to, whoever you're working for notices that you have good clear audio. Uh, they're going to thank you because uh, audio is so important when it comes to Mm post-production, uh, and the final project. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, you don't have to go out and break the bank to get into this. Um, and another thing is, too, when it, whenever you do, you know, jump, make that leap, and, and buy some camera equipment, get out and practice. It's super, super important that you get familiar with your camera gear, uh, troubleshooting, um, you know, like it's, you know, we tell people, like at the film the hunt schools, go out and shoot, your, shoot the fire hydrant on the corner of your street a hundred different times, um, because that's going to help you use your creative mind to try and make a fire hydrant look cool you know right. um you know it, you don't have to go out and film a deer or film your buddy every time just getting out there and practicing is is super important because i know i've seen you know people that like go out and get their camera gear and they don't use it until the weekend that they're going to, going out filming and and then they're getting a pinch of you know oh man, how do I do this? Or how do I run this? Or how do I even turn, you know, the, the mic on or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, just go, get out there and get familiar, enjoy it. Um, and practice. Yeah.
0: I, I I couldn't agree with you more. It's honestly, it's, it's incredible that the stuff that you are, that you're able to rent. Um, so if, you know, if prices are overwhelming you and, you're kind of like I. I really just want to try it. <laughs> um, yeah. Places like borrow lenses or lens rentals, um, and not only that, they're very helpful. Um, so you know, maybe you know, maybe you're even newer. Maybe you're maybe you're like, well, I don't I don't even know what kind I want to get. You know.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. You know,
0: you reach out to them or reach out to somebody like Jordan or Nick and Tom, and hey, this is what I what I would like to do. Uh, what what kind of camera would you recommend? And all those people yeah. just point you in the right direction and uh, like lens rentals or borrow lenses. Then then you could you know rent it and try it, uh, which is yeah. gosh you you could you could literally rent say Sony A seven three and a twenty four to seventy G master lens for seven days. For probably two hundred and fifty to three hundred fifty bucks, and yeah, absolutely. You know, man. there you go out and you try it, and you're like, "Oh yeah." And, and I've done that before. I buy gear. I'm I'm looking. Yeah. You know, there's a few lenses that I am like, "Oh man, these three sound really good." But I really am interested in this one. And I'm not kidding you, man. I had one picked out. I'm like, "I'm gonna buy this thing." Blah blah blah. I rented it. I hated it. <laughs> i am so glad i did not buy that stupid thing because yeah i would have just been really pissed honestly i'd have been really pissed yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it's uh that's a great yeah great great point man it's uh yeah trying gear um before making that investment is is an awesome point yeah
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, last thing that I I think would be kind of fun to cover is maybe, maybe some good, some good tips and tactics for, for the, the new videographer, or maybe even, maybe even a seasoned one, you know? Um, and we could, we could talk, uh, uh, cover a few tips about, you know, like Western style spot and stock type hunting. And then, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe a few tips on like tree stand style hunting that I think that'd be kind of, kind of a good way to, to close this thing down.
1: Cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so since we're getting close to September, I'll jump over to, to Western. Um, for (laughs) me, uh, Oh dude, it's bad. It's real bad. Like
0: (laughs) I'm surprised y'all haven't moved out here.
1: Oh man, I I was like, well, Iowa is west for me, but I was looking at houses in Iowa because they got giant whitetails out there too. And it's closer to Montana. So I was like, man, if I get to Iowa, at least, well, you know,
0: somebody Wyoming now, so now you just, you can just come be my neighbor.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I I like, I go off on more tangents than probably I should, but anyways,
1: (laughs) no worries. man. That's what makes it fun. Um, so Western for me, uh, a tip is, especially when I'm filming for someone else is, is being prepared. Uh, I always have, you know, an extra range finder or an extra headlamp. I always carry more weight than I probably should. Um, you know, first aid kit I have, uh, you know, I know this is really isn't, uh, geared towards filming, but, uh, being over, over prepared because if you guys, you and your hunter get in a situation, uh, I, and your hunter might have the mindset, you know, of, of focusing on hunting, um, because it is a team effort, you know, you want to try to be a, accommodating and, and work as a team. Um, and another thing that I always carry extra of it, uh, is, uh, headphones. Uh, like I said, audio is really important. So I carry three different uh, sets of headphones. I carry my main set, which is over the ear, uh, Sony. And then I carry two Apple um, sets just because they're lightweight in my pack. Um, Because I wear my headphones all the time, I constantly break them. So I'm always in need of extra headphones. So um, having extra headphones is super important. Rain gear. Make sure you pack rain gear if you're in Western. (laughs) Rain gear for your cameras. uh, I don't mean to
0: stop you or or cut you (laughs) off, but... Did you have? Did you have a an instance where you didn't pack the rain gear? Is that why you're so like <laughs> focused on oh, packing yeah. rain? Oh, you did.
1: Oh, Shit. dude, we were stuck at like seven thousand feet in a pure thunderstorm. Like I've never heard thunder so loud in my life. Where it was crazy, <laughs> and then it decided to hail on us and pour for like an I don't know a half an hour, and poor Nick and I are like under this little spruce tree, just shivering. So it was, yeah. Did not have rain gear.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Always pack rain gear.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. Rain gear. That's a great one. I agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and one other, you know, if anyone knew getting into this, um, after you're done producing, uh, and you know, you guys are getting ready to pack out an elk or a meal deer. Make sure you jump in and help out, and uh, you know pull your weight too. You know don't be afraid to hey give me a hind quarter. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna haul some meat out too. Uh, don't be that guy that's gonna just carry your camera gear out. Throw some meat on your shoulders and hike out, and, and, and you know be a part of the team. It's it's all successful shows is because they have a great team. Uh, there's not one just individual. So be a part of the team and, and work hard, and and you know enjoy your time for Western hunting and, you know, for whitetail hunting as well, too, that goes into whitetail hunting, you know, always try and help out, uh, you know, it's because your experience is going to be, uh, enjoyable. Uh, and and that's another thing, you know, that's a tip there that just popped in my head. Don't be, don't be a person. If you're going to be on a trip that after the hunt's over, um, when you're filming for a TV show or whatever it may be, uh, or creating content for a company, uh, sit on the couch on your phone when you know you should be potentially recording uh, a dinner gathering or you know a group of people out there um, BSing on the porch uh, you should always have your camera ready uh, and ready to capture those mem- uh, memories or moments um, for whoever you're working for because that's what you're really there for is is, is to capture content so uh, don't be that guy who's going to sit on the couch and be on his phone um, and then tree stand And and I I will
0: will add something right there. Um I think I think there's a fine line, right? You know, um, between being the guy that's there to film it and and in that's how you have have portrayed yourself, that's how you feel about yourself. And then there's the guy probably more like Jordan. Or maybe myself that you're there to film it, but you're also there to be a part of the hunt, help on the hunt, and I can promise you right now, and Jordan, you you've probably experienced this. Um, if I'm on if I'm on a hunt and I'm filming or whatever, and I in my mind I'm like, okay, what else could I film? There's times when yeah. I'll just ask them, hey, is there a shot that you're looking for? Yeah. It, you know and and I in my experience I have found that that they respect that a lot more than you putting the camera away and sitting off to the side or, or whatever else you know
1: like, yeah and, <laughs> and you know for the listeners don't get me wrong you know there's definitely time where you're not gonna have to be filming or whatever I mean every trip I've gone on like the TV host or whoever it may be, like, man, put the camera down. Come, come enjoy this. Come sit around the campfire with us, you know, like, relax. Like, these TV TV hosts aren't, you know, pricks or anything like that. Uh, You know, obviously everyone knows that there's a job to do and stuff like that, but they also know that you're in an element that everyone should have fun too. So, you know, there's time to have fun and there's time to work and just – no, like you said, there's that fine line, but you know, yeah, it's not always all work. But I was just saying, don't be that guy when you get back Agreed. to camp. Just, yeah,
0: yeah, no, and I, I was just, um, I was just agree. I was just trying to add to that because I agree with you completely. Yeah. Um, But also, yep. don't be afraid to just like if you're if you're thinking, I don't know what else to shoot. That's a good time to just kind of put your pride aside and hey, um, yeah, here's a couple shots that I got. Do you have any in mind? Because more often than not, especially somebody that's been doing it for a while, like Nick and Tom or Willie Schmidt or something like that, more often than not, they have mm-hmm. a few shots in their mind, um, that, that they want, whether they turn out very cool right. or not, they want them. And it's very simple to just say, Hey, um, well, you know, is, is there a shot or two that you had in mind? And then they'll, Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I, why don't we try something like this or, or, and then, then They know that you're open to constructive criticism or just their ideas and not like, uh, oh, well, I already got that shot or or, that that, that one isn't going to turn out well. The people don't like that.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying, my friend. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. It's, you know, and. I guess a tip for the whitetail, um, if you've never been in a tree stand, make sure you get into a tree stand and, and have your setup, get used to setting up in the dark um, because it, it's it's a lot of work setting up in the dark, especially if you have to set your tr- own tree stand um, and everything. So make sure you, you practice uh, setting all that up and get fluent at it because, you know, you don't want to be you know, in, in the area an hour before daylight and you're come daylight, you're chills still trying to set up. So, you know, that's practice, practice, never stop practicing. That's yeah. I'm a, I'm going gonna leave it at that. I like that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Um, I think the, the moment that you stop practicing or whatever is the moment that you get complacent and then you start missing things or, or forgetting gear or, or i i mean maybe you didn't get the the tree arm strapped down all the way and it's and it moves a little bit right as he's about to shoot and then the deer runs away that would really suck (laughs) oh man (laughs) Uh, yeah Uh, yeah
1: (laughs) jesus and there is i mean there's obviously situations too that you know um especially being in a tree you know like i mentioned earlier on the podcast it's definitely an art having two people in a tree when you're trying to kill a big deer or a mature deer or whatever or even a whatever a doe like does kick me off because there's especially the old mature ones man they're just sneaky and they know exactly where you're at so uh anything you can do to try and not hinder on the on the hunter's hunt um it, you know it's yeah whatever you can do not to make the experience poor, but obviously, you know, there's only so much you can do in certain situations. So,
0: yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, I think it'd be a lot of fun, Jordan, to, to have you back on, um, probably after September, maybe even after October, maybe even after November, I don't know, at some point, have (laughs) you back on and, and maybe just pick, um, one topic. You know, I, I really like where all this went today because, I mean, really, if you look back and think about it, we talked about, you know, we learned a little bit about you, obviously, which is great. Um, we learned about you stealing your parents' camera and probably breaking it. Um yeah. <laughs> we, we learned about uh your the gear set up for your first hunt, um, and kinda how you processed all the gear necessary to do this. Um And then we even talked about computers and upgrading and things like that. And I I think that's really powerful for somebody that is looking to do more than just uh, the filming side, you know, because I don't know about Mm -hmm. you, but, man, I absolutely love taking the footage. And aside from being outdoors and in the moment, I love trying to build and make a story out of it. Um, That's absolutely, I know, that's a blast and then we talked about your dreaded switch to Canon um trader and uh <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> we talked about how new guys can get started western style hunting tips and tactics and then tree stand style hunting tips and tactics so I, I mean we covered a ton of great information uh i think it would be really fun next time you're on to say pick audio and just cover audio some some equipment, yeah. some settings and everything in between. And because as we know both know, audio is super important. And then maybe we could do it on yeah. just like frame rates. And I think that'd be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, man. I'm down, dude. Yeah, I, I enjoy my time. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Uh it's crazy how fast an hour goes by uh when you're talking about uh, things that you really enjoy.
0: Right. Absolutely. So why don't you Uh, Go ahead and let everybody know where, you know, where they can find you and see your content and if they choose, get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, So right now I'm currently uh, (laughs) anti-Facebook, on my personal uh, anti-Facebook just because the world's in a crazy place right now and it stresses me out. So uh, I have officially deleted the app. uh, So you, you you can check me out on Facebook. What's that?
0: I said good on you, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I still go on Instagram so people can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's at Susewitz. My last name is S-U-S-E-W-I-T-Z. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I was looking at my Instagram page, uh, today. I was like, well, I haven't posted in a long time, So, but there is photos of mine that are on there and, and, uh, yeah, just busy. And, I do put stuff on my story. um, So, you know, if anyone wants to follow along and especially when I get out West, um, you know, you know, people can really see a lot of the content on become one. Uh, They can search on Instagram, become one TV, and then also film the hunt. Uh, I have a lot of content that's on there, you know, with my relationship with Tom and Nick. So uh, that's where you can see most of of my work is become one TV and then uh, film the hunt.
0: That is awesome, man. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your evening. Uh, like you said, an hour goes by when uh, really quick when you're when you're talking about stuff that you give a damn about and you're talking with good people. So uh, I really appreciate you hopping on and and having a chat with me. I look forward to the next. Heck
1: yeah, one, man. brother man. What's that?
0: I said I look forward to the next one.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Me too. It's uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm excited, man. And and thank you for, again for having me on. And, and good luck this season.